0: The following audio is via a Skype call. 20 dreams, Cupcake! It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy weekend to you. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour. We boldly proclaim and predict. We're also very, very happy to be joined once again by the tall guy, Nathan Miller, there at the board and producing the show. Nathan, how are you doing?
1: Oh, sorry. I forgot to take off my mask there. Uh, There I'm doing great. I knew it. I knew you were wearing a mask. Now, you are
0: forcing me to tell a story. Yesterday, I decided that I needed to go for essential supplies, which in this instance involved a 12-pack of my favorite beer and a fifth of Jim Beam, plus something to mix with it, and Suzanne insisted with her finger wagging, you know how she can do that, those of you who know Suzanne Mitchell, telling me to make sure that I wear my mask, so to humor her I put on the mask and I said, well, let's keep her happy and I'll put it on here. I went myself and I did honor my promise and put on the mask. Walked into this liquor store, regarded as an essential business all along in the state of Florida, by the way. And when I go in, there are a couple of people entering ahead of me. That should have been my first clue. No mask. I walk in there and accept. And it was rather crowded. It's Friday afternoon. You do the math. I walk in there and there is one guy in his scrubs. He is a frontline healthcare provider. He had a mask on. I had a mask on. Other than that, no masks except for a couple of the clerks. So two customers out of many wearing a mask. Half the clerks in the store were not wearing a mask. And I'm going, what up? Because, come on, folks, you got to make an effort. And I'll tell you, Nathan, you know, you open the show in the right way. Yes, we have to be mindful of this. And yet what I'm finding in Florida anyway, don't know about Washington, but in Florida, you have a sizable percentage of the population that insists on their right to be scoff laws. This is a state with a no helmet law. That's why we have motorcyclists weaving in and out of traffic going 80 miles an hour. And you see this not rarely, I'll tell you that much. And so in this situation, I just don't know about the prognosis for this pandemic going away anytime soon. Neither do I. But in Washington, are they keeping a tight rein? Are people being sensible? Yeah, we're in the same boat. You know, people, once we start opening up public places, we're going to have to wear our masks and we're required to wear masks out in public uh, starting here pretty soon. And here at the station, too, we're just now starting to require everybody to wear a mask while they're in uh, common areas. I mean, while we're in a studio, we're okay to have it off as long as we're maintaining a social distance. But outside of it, we had to put our masks on when wandering around.
1: Good. Uh, as it That's appropriate.
0: Should be. And Costco, Suzanne and I go to Costco all the time. You have to wear a mask.
1: Well, we don't go all the time. We go once a month. We stock up. We so. do like
0: pioneers. We shop.
1: Yeah, we're not. We're shopping once a month over there.
0: And some people are None getting this... pretty creative with their masks too. I know some people
1: have been walking around in those little dinosaur suits that uh, you wear, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also some stormtrooper helmets. And I actually saw a picture of somebody
0: with a TV on their head. TV on their head, and of course, come fall, you're going to be seeing the 12th man mask. Mm-hmm. That's going to be much in evidence. Yeah. Uh, guaranteed. That will definitely happen. I have a few questions to ask of our honored guest of this hour, because this lady has a unique angle on that part of our lives that occurs due, during the six to eight hours, if we are in good shape and we have a good sleep life and a good dream life, about the content of dreams. I'm kind of wondering what it's like in the siege uh, an under siege of a pandemic I mean thought this is worldwide that's why it's called a pandemic and what are people dreaming about I'm very curious to know if there is a qualitative and quantitative difference
1: in we the have, dreams of
0: people who are living through this
1: yes and we have so many things to talk to her about we need to read her her mad props and get her on here go for Kelly it. Sullivan Walden is on a mission to awaken the world to the power of dreams she's a certified clinical hypnotherapist whose unique approach to dream therapy led her to become a trusted advisor coach and consultant for thousands of individuals including fortune 500 executives un ambassadors celebrities inner city kids and stay-at-home moms her dream insights have been featured on many national talk shows including Uh, Dr. Oz Show, Ricky Lake, The Real, Bethany, Coast to Coast, and Hallmark's Home and Family. In addition, she has the Hero's Journey Dream Oracle Cards, She's the author of Dream Oracle Cards and 10 books, including Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Premonitions, I Had the Strangest Dream, It's All in Your Dreams, Dreaming Heaven, The Love, Sex, and Relationship Dream Dictionary, Discover Your Inner Goddess Queen and Goddess Queen Pearls of Wisdom, and now she has Dream Goddess Empowerment Cards. We have so much to catch up with her on but we also are celebrating the fact that Kelly Sullivan Walden today, on May 16, 2020, is making her 20th appearance.
0: (laughs) All righty. The applause is welcome. Now folks, folks, remember social distancing (laughs)
1: <laughs> hello my Kelly oh my god Our, my 20th
2: You're amazing time. wow been, I
1: think
2: that calls for a bottle of champagne
1: it does it does we'll send one right over we oh, have been on god. air 13 years and you're uh, a handful like maybe five people who have been on 20 times or more in the 13 years we've been on air and uh, that's because we just love talking us some dreams with you, and we are going to fill this hour at a breakneck pace with all the things that we have Let's on our it. minds. What have you got Sounds on your great. mind today? How are you handling the pandemic? Oh, man.
2: Well, I'm, I'd am i say mostly pretty good. I'm, I'm an optimist at heart, so I, I look for the silver lining, and I find it, but it's intense. And it's especially intense when people I know get sick and or die. And there's, I've got a friend who's not doing well right now. And that's when it gets like, oh, it's not just about quarantine. It's not just about masks. It's not just about the strangeness of shopping. It's about this mass exodus of people. And, um, and that's the hard part. And I'd say the one of the blessings in in all of this is the fact that dreams are getting you. You use the term "mad props." I feel like dreams are getting their mad props right now, and um, and I hope it sticks. I, people are. It's all over the news. People are talking about their their pandemic dreams and their strange dreams that seem to relate to either being quarantined or or how they're coping with either being sick or the threat of being sick or dying. And there is a phenomenon, and there's a scientific study that that is underway. That I'm kind of by association connected with. It's kind of exciting to see this this unified space that we all happen to be in right now. We've all always dreamt, but now we seem to all be having similar dreams at the same time. So it is a it is a rare phenomenon. It is quite exciting for those of us in the dream world.
1: And that goes to what Gary was talking about right before I read your introduction. He was he said we want to ask Kelly about the quality of people's dreams yep. And, yep. and how they're changing. So are people dreaming mm-hmm. more about sheltering in place, about being quarantined from what you're hearing?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, here's some of the common denominators. Um, and there's been there's a study of over five thousand dreams that that are coming, that that seem to be quarantine or COVID-19 related. And this is from Dr. Deirdre Barrett, who also collected dreams after 9-11 and um, during the Iraqi war. And she did a similar thing, looking for patterns, looking for similarities. And some of the similarities that are being found is that, of course, nightmares seem to be a theme where people are running for their life. There's some kind of foreign animal or this unknown thing that seems to be threatening people. There tends to be sharp objects in dreams, lots of bugs in dreams. And I'm also finding, and this is my own personal research, a lot of people, like on the positive side of things, people are tending to find new rooms in their homes, which is symbolic of finding new aspects of themselves, new resourcefulness within themselves that they didn't know about before. But I'm personally in my own little dream laboratory because I'm a people ple- person. Not, well, I am a people-pleaser, but I'm also a people-person and I'm a big hugger. And my dreams, I can't tell you how many I've had that are cautionary about, do not hug these people, Kelly. Like just two nights ago, I had a dream that I was hosting a birthday party for a young woman who was very sad and because she was having a birthday during quarantine, and I was trying to cheer her up, and I wanted to give her this big hug. And she said, oh, it's okay to hug me. It's my birthday. And I was like, no, it's not. I can't hug you, and it is your birthday, and in fact, you shouldn't even be at my house. And, oh, my God, look at all these people that you invited. So I tried to put them all outside to have a lovely dining experience under the stars. I tried to make a, make make it seem like it was special that they were outside and not inside my home. But it was stressful, and I was, like, trying to both be connected, but not in the same way that I normally am. So I feel like that people like myself are getting a lot of dreams that are similar to that. I had one dream where I had to turn away Jesus, Mary, and Joseph all at the same time. I was the innkeeper in the nativity, and I said, Sorry, you can't come here. And that was just, like, talk about hard, so, these are the, things that I'm dreaming about, but also a lot of people are having dreams about.
1: Well, the the common denominator that I hear you saying is that people are dreaming um, about very stressful situations. Are are yeah. the dreams going to relieve some of the stress people are feeling during the day? Right,
2: right. So here's here's what here's my perspective. And this is my, and this isn't like hard science, but this is my experience with thousands of dreamers over time. In my opinion, nightmares are the unsung heroes of our dreams. They are helping us to figure out how to cope with whatever our circumstances are, and they just happen to be right now. In addition to the other things we're all dealing with things we always are, but we're also dealing with a health crisis that is all over the news. It's all around us. So of course, our dreams are fighting. They're trying to help us face these situations in our dreams so that we can come up with solutions for how we'll cope with them. So just because the dreams tend to be stressful doesn't mean that that we're just playing out similar stressful situations in our dreams. They're, it's stressed with a purpose. They're trying to help us become resilient. And some of us are lucky to see those dreams through to the end where there's actually solutions being discovered. Some people in their dreams are, whether the solution is actually scientifically viable or it's more of an emotional thing. Last night I talked to a young woman who, it was a very, like it was, talk about like just the end of times kind of a dream. But in her dream, her her deceased father came to her and she was trying to get him out of the house because they knew that the house was going to explode in this volcano that was taking down basically the world. And he said, honey, we've only got a few minutes together. So while we're here, let's dance. So he started dancing with her and she's like, dad, come on, we've got to run. And he said, no, we've got to dance. Like we've got, our time is precious. Let's not spend it in fear. Let's dance. So that was how her dream ended. Not only did she get a visitation from her departed father who showed her that he's doing well on the other side, but also gave her some wisdom. Like, we all don't know when our number's up. Some of it, we might be here for a long time, and some of us might have just today, so we might as well spend it dancing. (laughs) I thought that was one of the most spectacular dreams I've heard lately.
0: I love that idea that in our dream life, Kelly, and you and I have talked about this before numerous times, the idea that, we can create our own reality if not entirely powered by our dreams then in pursuit of our dreams with a strong ally in those hours the dark hours the rem hours when we can get into a workshop and create simply through our willingness to have this kind of I don't even say artificial, but a preparatory experience which leads to manifesting our good during our waking hours. Dreams are an ally.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I love that you brought that up, the preparing aspect, because we can influence our dreams. Not that we necessarily need to or even have to, because our dreams have an intelligence that I believe is far superior to our logical mind that would be the ones to set the intention. But e- even still, we can we can pass the baton to our dreaming mind as we're about to go to sleep and say, please help me make my dreams so clear, so vivid, that I have a strategy for how to best cope with this situation or be even more specific about what your situation is. Is it financial? Is it a health crisis? Or is it just a psychological point of view that you want to have regarding your relationships. Maybe you're lonely. There's some people that are, that are truly in isolation while they're quarantined. And our dreams are offering us a plethora of solutions. There's, there's not just one or two solutions to any issue that we're in the midst of. There are many. And if we ask a specific question, then at least the waking mind on the other side of dreaming, who we are when we wake up in the morning, will know what question it was that we asked the night before, so we'll know what lens to look at our dreams through. We can say whatever that dream was, it's offering me a solution. And then, and that brings us closer to, to that strange language that the dreams are speaking to us, how to interpret that dream. So it's it's kind of amazing that we have this gift. And I hope that we all are spending time, because not, a, not everybody is having to drive to work early in the morning, so we have a little bit more time to spend in bed dreaming and remembering dreams than we did before so that we can pay attention to the genius that is being sent to us via our dreaming mind.
1: I want to underscore what you just said about dreams being an ally because I think one of the things going on right now Kelly is that people have a lot of questions in their mind questions about how safe is it for me to go out Should I or shouldn't I not be doing a certain thing, maybe seeing, you know, a doctor or a dentist or or some professional. And so if you if you say to your your higher consciousness, Mm -hmm. I need your help with this, you can probably get a pretty intuitive, safe answer to the question. But I think right now we have more questions than answers about how we should conduct ourselves. Gary was talking in the beginning Mm -hmm. about how he was running to the liquor store, and I'm saying, no, 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 we don't need any of that stuff. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. And then I said, you know, if you're going to go, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, until he said, okay, I will wear a mask. Well, you know, you can, you know, kind of resolve some of those worries and fears and issues, perhaps. If you're asking your dream life to give you a little guidance, and and right. you're, you're 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 tapping into your higher consciousness, aren't you in dreams?
2: Yes, and and an example of that. And I'll use one of my dreams as a, as an example. So I was talking about how I had to turn away Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, which was really stressful. It was a play in my dream, and I was the innkeeper that had to turn them away as Mary is pregnant, looking for a place to have her baby and that was a stressful dream but in the dream i was a, I, I was like i was writing it and i was like I, I was seeking the solution and i realized oh wait a minute everyone that that matters to me already lives in my heart i'm the innkeeper quote unquote you have to pay attention to the word play in dream so everyone that i love is already in my heart I don't have to go seeking them externally. Yes, there's a physical manifestation of the people I love, but the most vital part of who they are is the spiritual aspect, and I have access to that right where I am. So to me, there was a solution in there. I had to dig. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't prefer to have both the physical and the non-physical, but it gave me something that I didn't have with just my logical mind, and I would dare say that everyone has that, even in these stressful dreams, even if we don't get some deeper solution in the, in the dream, we can meditate on the dream in our waking state. And this is called imagery rehearsal therapy. This is a, this is a scientific process that has been measured and monitored at Harvard. This is where you, you can <laughs> re-enter a dream from your waking state, going in with the intent to find a solution. And, and because dreams take place in a part of our mind that is accessible when we're awake, it's just not readily accessible unless we meditate our way in or use a dream as a key to unlock that place. But once we do, we it gives us access to that larger aspect of our mind that does think in metaphors, it does think in symbols, and it's like we become our own version of Einstein where we can get the most radical solutions that can have incredibly practical value to us with our specific questions and our dreams are usually not dealing with the stuff that we already have answers to. They're not just playing out what we already know. Our dreams are smarter than that. They're working out what isn't yet resolved for us. So it's, they're helping to, to shine a very specific light on where we are on our leading edge. So to me, it's, it's very efficient to work on the level of dreams, even when we're awake. I hope that makes
1: sense.
0: It makes a great deal of sense to me, and I think you used a crucial phrase, and that was, I can't remember it verbatim, but one of the things you just said, Kelly, is that it's important to have the intention to resolve mm-hmm. a problem or to seek a solution to create mm-hmm. something in your dream that intentionality seems to me to be indispensable when it comes to using your dreams creatively.
2: Yeah, exactly. That it it helps and like I said before, you don't have to have an intention, but the but if you do have the intention, the dreams as they reveal themselves, it's like you're you're doing your part To reach across the divide and you're saying to the dreams, I am listening and and is the aperture in which I'm really, I really want help. I need help. So can you give me, it's kind of like going to a restaurant and saying, whatever's on the menu, tell me whatever you want and you're going to get something. But it might not be exactly what you want. But if you go in and say, I want a cheeseburger, then you're likely to get a cheeseburger on the receiving end. So it helps to be specific with what you're asking. And I keep saying I keep using metaphors about going out to restaurants because I can't do that these days. It's been so long.
1: <laughs> yes. We've had a lot of what deliveries.
0: <laughs> they they pick up the phone at Outback now and they go, Hi Suzanne. Oh, we know where you live. That actually happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they know us. Are I like that I like that you said meditate in your waking state. Because I will sometimes, not not every night, but I will wake up and I will tell Gary a dream I had. And I'm not sure what to make of it. But now we're right. talking about something pretty practical. If you yes. can remember a dream, and, you know, I don't know what that meant. What did that mean? And then meditate on it while you're awake. And mm-hmm. then you get to... Um, maybe not the answer but you begin to see more pieces of the puzzle It things begin to open up a little bit so you can get a sense of what the dream was about I think for most yes. people they're, they're all confused about well I dreamt this but I don't know what it means this is right, a, a good exactly. way to approach that it is
2: it is and I I wrote a couple of dictionaries to give people a crutch toward understanding what certain symbols might mean. I'm not saying that it's the be-all, end-all. It's just a, a beginning of a way to, be able to begin to think symbolically. But but aside from that, what we're talking about right now, meditating on the dream, and I would say to even up the ante a little, is to is to like be inside the energy of the dream in your meditation. And then ask yourself, like, what is it that I'm wanting in this dream or what's unresolved or what do I wish would happen or what do I want to know about this dream? So you're not just simply looking at it from under a microscope saying, oh, look at the dream I had last night. Isn't that interesting? But you're looking at it with kind of with you're, you're connected to your energy, your emotion and even your desire. What do I wish would happen? What would make this more clear or what would resolve this? What are the, what are the edges of the dream that are uncomfortable or really, like really beautiful? So kind of you're going in, not just neutrally observant. You're going in as you with your set of desires, wanting to, to find a way to ultimately bring you to a mountaintop. State. I always think that any dream isn't over until you are in an exalted state, and you can use your creative imagination to be inside the dream, and so say, what would it take to make this dream exalted, to give me power here, to wake up to my intelligence, or my, my gifts, or my connection with God, whatever that is, um, in this dream, in this scenario—
0: Hmm. I think it's time that we take our one and only break of the hour, Okay. and when we come back, you have this wonderful deck that you have been using, and we use the Dream Deck. We're all decked out here. Hero's
1: Journey and Dream (laughs) Goddess. We have things to talk about.
0: Every Saturday morning, Kelly, it is a ritual for Suzanne and myself to pick cards there from the dream oracle deck and it's just a oh. wonderful experience suzanne will catch you up on exactly what we chose for today and it's interesting how cards show up again and again it's like are you paying attention we're back in your life again <laughs> hello over here
2: it's a fascinating oh, that's exercise oh i love it can't wait to hear kelly it.
0: sullivan walden she's dr dream the dream lady the dream goddess She's got it down and she has it ready to deliver whenever people want to know about the life of their dreams. This is Manson Mitchell. We're sure glad that you are with us. Let us take this short break and then we will be right back on Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. The preceding audio was via
1: a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to mansonmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests.
0: She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terryterryloving.com. At That's terryterryloving.com.
2: The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi.
1: Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry, because I saw something was wrong.
0: Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense.
1: When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
0: On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back medium Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer with evidence of eternity and shared near-death experiences.
1: On Saturday, we feature Pamela Osley in an encore presentation about the meaning of the colors in your aura.
0: Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007.
1: We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150.
0: No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150.
1: The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and thank you Fleetwood Mac for dreams. We appreciate that today. We also appreciate Kelly Sullivan Walden making her 20th visit on Manson Mitchell and all the years that we've known her starting a long time ago with I Had the Strangest Dream. And from there, we made a radio friendship, somebody we've never met in person and still hope to do after all these years. Kelly, I I do want to let our listeners know how they can reach you and get your books and what you have available and anything else that you would like to share right now.
2: Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. Well, my website is kellysullivanwalden.com, and I still have a, a launch special that's available for the... Dream Goddess empowerment deck and you can find out about that at ke dreamgoddess forward slash dream goddess I know that's a lot of letters but there's um there's a, there's a special class that I put together to learn about the Greek goddesses and how they apply to modern life and I give that away for free it's normally a hundred dollars and and that if you buy the if you buy the deck and you give it a review on Amazon, then I give, this, I give this to you. So all those alpha instructions are available on kellysullivanwaldencom forward slash dreamgoddess. And the last thing I'll say is I've partnered with a company called Performance Tea. They have a new tea out called News. And because so many people are having difficult times sleeping right now because of the stress, because they're worried over the saturation of the news, um, I'm partnering with them because I've, I've been using this product that is helping me to sleep and we've created this thing called the snooze challenge and it's available i've created a tiny url for it it's tiny url.com forward slash snooze challenge s-n-o-o-z-e challenge and they're discounting a bottle of, of snooze tea um and you get that in addition to 21 meditations from me um that you can listen to as you're going to sleep so you drink a cup of snooze tea an hour before sleep and then you listen to the meditation and it's very likely that you're going to not only get a good night's sleep but you're going to dream about something that's really empowering to an aspect of your life and um so that's that's a new offering that just came out
1: and that that snooze tea is that on kelly Sullivan, can people find that there
2: oh my god they will but it's not there yet right now it's it's on the performance website but I do need to have it I,
1: okay. I mean, it's
2: all brand new but you can go to tinyurl.com forward slash news and and it's I'm a part challenge. of that whole that whole
1: yes yeah, okay all right well hopefully people should find that I, I wanted to get into these yeah, for please, just
2: a
0: second go ahead. there this this is under the equal time provision for Manson Mitchell here Kelly I'm yeah. holding in my hand a box And on the top of the box, it says (laughs) with a beautiful piece of artwork, it says dream goddess empowerment deck. Well, I'm all in favor of the dream goddess empowerment angle, but I think that men need equal time. And I say this in a rather disinterested way because at this point in my life, I don't think it would do me all that much good. It wouldn't be especially relevant. However, there are millions of guys out there who would love to benefit from a He-Man stud muffin deck.
2: (laughs) You know what? That's going to be the next one I make. Just for Beautiful. you and all those stud muffins out there, you're so right. And I know Dana, my husband, will be right in line with you. He's been, he loves everything I make and he's super supportive. But he's like, Come on, Kelly, what am I supposed to do with these? I'm like, Hey, imagine that when you picked a dream goddess card, this is a goddess that is with you that day. How steadily are you that you've got a goddess that you have that you're that's like with you all day so this isn't saying that this is who you are it's saying that this is who's with you today making your life even better so you know if you think about that it's that way it's not we're not trying to overly feminize you guys we're just wanting to let the goddesses hang out with you we just want to be with you that's it
1: i i think dana and gary are going to double team you on this because (laughs) when the box came in he looked at it and he goes oh that's for you (laughs) true (laughs) And I said I pretty much what you said. I said, you could pull a dream goddess card, and this woman can, you know, be be part yeah. of your day. But cool. he just felt uh, that case. was a little too effeminate for him. So I get the dream I, goddess cards, and I pull one I every well, morning.
2: I, I would feel the same way, though. If there was a He-Man stud muffin deck, I probably wouldn't be drawn to pick a card each day.
1: Even there you Selena go. Said, well, hey,
2: it's like this, this is the stud muffin that's with you. But I, you know, I want to. Most everything I make is for everyone. But this, I had to do this because I, I used to lead goddess gatherings. but I still do, from time to time. I mean, for the last twenty plus years, and and I had to, I had to acknowledge the goddesses. And it's just, it was a project that I, I, I couldn't leave this planet without creating this deck, and so I've done it. Now I'm. Now the next projects I do, I promise, will very much be inclusive of them. But for now, okay. Suzanne, you've been picking cards. So I want to hear about that.
1: Well, I've, I've picked a card every day since I got it. And the box itself is wow. beautiful because it's a it's a keepsake box. It has a, a, an attached lid on it. And so, it, you know, you won't lose it in pieces and parts, and it keeps everything beautiful and clean in there. And so every day I go in and I shuffle a few times, cut the deck, And I see, you know, what is my card of the day? And I haven't repeated yet that I can remember. Uh, I I keep getting new cards. And so Mm. um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Today I picked Hera, goddess of marriage. Wow. uh, Yeah, very interesting.
2: See, Gary, this has its merit. At least this is good for, like, Suzanne (laughs) and your partnership. So um, that's, yeah. I, mean, I think I'm being senior. led down
0: a Primrose path here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm just curious about which card Gary would pick if he was going to, even if it was for the ladies
1: out there. Well he could he can do that right now. Oh we'll great. Just, we'll just uh what what goddess wants to interact with you today, Gary, from this deck.
0: What? I don't know that any goddesses wanna interact with me.
1: Well, and of course I wouldn't let them anyway, but
0: you know. Okay, ah! I'm gonna close my eyes and pick for the first time ever, we've been doing this show, what, thirteen plus years and yeah. I'm gonna pick a card live yeah. on air.
1: Pick a card oh, okay, live. Okay, here air. we go. <laughs> this off, one doesn't even want to come over. out, it's
0: it's resisting. There, this one, okay. This is the one that wants to count. All right, I'll take this one.
1: Okay. It takes, it takes oh, a real man to interact gosh. with the goddess. The card he picked was Lakshmi, goddess <gasps> of prosperity. You've oh, not yes. just won the lottery; you are the lottery. You have the ability to actualize heaven on earth through material opulence for yourself and others. You are here to illuminate the misconception that you can be either spiritual or rich, and prove that. They are two sides of the same golden coin. Now that he's picked that card, I'm not. He's gonna. I'm gonna have to try and keep his hands off my cards. <laughs> now that he's picked <laughs> me. Well, hey. that one isn't half bad. No, it's not half bad, and they're all good. And, and that's hey, just it. Hey, that would it. make oh. a
2: great review on Amazon. Hey, they're not half bad. <laughs> 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 I'll take that. It. Would be
0: about if they're not half bad. That would be at least three stars.
2: Exactly. exactly. Oh,
0: that asks, exactly. That leads me to ask you then, Kelly. Okay, Lakshmi, the goddesses that you chose. I mean, there must have been a lot of research that went into choosing the ideal per card, so that you matched everything up with the message you wish to convey.
2: Yeah, it's like that. Mark Twain. I mean, there's these are short and sweet messages because there's no. For for those who don't know what this deck looks like, normally you pick a card and you go into the the guidebook and there's. Several pages of description. This is a very short and sweet kind of um, fortune cookie kind of kind of thing. It's a short and sweet message, but it did take just as long to write these short messages as it would have to write the long guidebook. Like Mark Twain said, I only had I only had a, a little bit of time, so I wrote it long. Um, so it, it did take a while for me to do the research to 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 synergize and and crystallize just. me the most salient points that each of these goddesses represent and it was really such a gift to get to do it because i felt like the whole process of writing this deck was i got to i had to evoke each goddess i had to bring her alive in me in my dreams in my space so it was i would say a high experience i was kind of sad when the process was over like, oh, man, am I going to go back to normal Kelly after this? And, and I probably have to some degree, but it definitely put me in the realm of of, of thinking in a higher, more more lavish and beautiful, heavenly heavenly way. And um, it's really fun to dream with them. To me, that's, it's one of the things I suggest people do is to pull a card before dream time. So you're not going to sleep with the news on your mind or a, television show that's had gunshots and violence or Tiger Kings in it, (laughs) you're going to sleep with with a lovely goddess on your mind so that you have your dreams tend to be sweeter.
1: You know, I like that. And one one day I pulled it at night because I had um, been so busy during the day that I I didn't pull it in the morning. I've been doing it when I first get up in the morning and kind of contemplating and thinking about what the card has to say, but I like the idea of pulling it at night and going to sleep on it. That, that sounds even better.
2: Yeah, that's, that's where the dream part comes from, the dream goddess part, to, to incorporate that aspect of it so that you have your own, you get your own kind of personal relationship with that goddess through your own dreams and bringing her into your subconscious mind.
1: We, we have a, a Kelly Sullivan Walden section in our bookshelves <laughs> because we have your books. We have read your books, and Aww. so we're, we're familiar with them. But the other thing that you have is the Hero's uh, Journey cards. Yeah. And those, yeah. Gary and I, for about a year and a half, we've been pulling each one card per week. And wow. that... That has also been um, very, uh, I want to say, like influential and relevant to what's going on in our lives, and so oh. we've en- we've enjoyed pulling cards from the hero's journey, and we do it as a Saturday morning ritual over coffee, first thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that and-
2: makes me so happy. I'm so I love. It's like one of the best things that I could ever hear is that that this has become kind of a, a ritual. It's like the most satisfying thing. It doesn't mean I want to die anytime soon, but when I do die, I'll die with a big smile on my face also. My, well, my heart feels like I did what I came here to do. That's wonderful.
1: You, you, Thank you. You, an- you anticipated what I was going to say, Kelly. You, you 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 got exactly what I was going for, and that is, that during this highly stressful time when you watch the news and you catch up on the number of COVID cases per day and deaths per day and Mm -hmm. all the rest of it, I think that ritual kind of helps settle us down a little bit to have things that we do regularly and to not let our minds wander too much to the negative. And so the, the cards have definitely served that purpose during the pandemic is that in pulling the cards we're looking forward to additional life and and you know what what is it that's going to happen this week and and how can we you know best think about it and live this week so it's about living it's not about you know preparing to die oh oh my
2: gosh well said well said. Um, I think one thing that that people have told me that they've gotten from the mm-hmm. the hero's journey dream oracle is that there is it's there's there is a positive spin on each of these stages because if you think about it, the hero's journey is not just um, a frolic through the tulips or the primrose path, as Gary said earlier. It it is inherently challenging it, and we are all right now in this pandemic together we're all on a hero's journey this is exactly like textbook hero's journey where we're not in the ordinary world anymore we've been called to a great adventure all of us are even if we're even though we're home physically home and grounded it's not normal anymore we are we're on an adventure and we're finding our tests our allies our enemies we're in the belly of the whale, we're having ordeals every day, and and we're discovering great re- rewards. And the, the question is about how do we embody that reward? How do we turn it into an elixir that we can come around full circle and bring home at the end of this whole thing when we're free to go back, when we're free to leave home? In a way, it's like the hero's journey, the final stage is coming home with the elixir, where you come back to business as usual, but it isn't business as usual anymore. You're a different person. And I think these cards, even though it's it's a challenging thing, the hero's journey, there's only a few obvious and exciting points on the journey. There's a, there's a positive spin to it. I, but I, I did happen to, somebody shared with me a negative review that I got on Amazon, a few of them actually, by people that said that I, I don't have enough shadow in my cards and I thought I beg to differ. The hero's journey is difficult by itself. You don't need me to add more like death and destruction and doom and gloom. It's my job to alchemize what is difficult and give give it a positive perspective so that we can we can find our way with a little bit of, of hope and joy as we go. So I was arguing with a with a reviewer in my head this morning. <laughs>
1: Well, and, you know, I don't blame you for that because in in the end, the the hero's journey, if we are optimists, the hero is going to win in the end. You know, it's the bad guy that gets killed in the end, the black hats and the white hats. I mean, your your bad guys are are not going to win, but your good guys are going to win. And so if you go into it knowing that that you're a good guy on a hero's journey— um you yes you're going to run into things along the way that are challenging and you will have help with those things from unseen forces and and i think that's a lot of what we've gotten from the hero's journey cards is that um you know there are times when we're reading the card and we're saying oh there's going to be some help from an unexpected source an unexpected Mm -hmm. place and so um you know, some cards are um, some cards are, are more direct and others may be a little bit more obtuse, but uh, I don't mm-hmm. think it's, it's Pollyanna-ish. I think it's it's leading you on a journey that includes both good and bad. And guess what? You're going to win in the end because you're a hero. Everybody's a hero. Right,
2: right. I think the, the difference, I mean, we talked about this a little bit on the break and maybe we can touch on this now. To me, from the hero's journey perspective, it's like we we all are heroes in disguise. We all have have it within us to become heroic, the heroic version of us. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to like stop bullets with our hands or or defy gravity or anything like that. It just simply means that we that we access our greater potential and we and we manifest that. We all, and that might look different for all of us, but we do. To me, it it starts with us being interested in the question: How do I make the most of this situation, as as undesirable as it may be? I mean, none of us woke up one morning and said, "Hey, I really wish I could be a, in a in a global pandemic. That would be fun. That would be neat." Like none of us none none of us said we wanted this. <laughs> But yet, here we are. So how do we make the most of it? And not just how do we make the most of it, but how do we, at the end of this, whatever the end of this is, how do we emerge a better, brighter, stronger, clearer version of ourselves than we were when we went in? Because we have the choice. We don't have to emerge from this better. We can emerge from this a more bitter version of us. I mean, we always have that free will. It's not a guarantee that we're going to become a better version of ourselves. We need to participate in that, I believe. So what do you guys think about that, about using this time as, as an opportunity to, like a, like a gymnasium of sorts, to work our spiritual muscles like we've never had to use them before?
0: The word I use, Kelly, is Reboot. This pandemic Mm -hmm. is an opportunity worldwide for people to reboot their lives and to aspire higher. I didn't coin that phrase, but I love it. Aspire higher. And in the meantime, act with a sense of personal responsibility. I heard on the news last night, there is a barber, and I'm happy to say is, because even though he has COVID-19, he is hopefully getting over it. He's still alive. But here's the story. Kingston, New York. A barber decides that he will defy the stringent state government regulations in order to keep pursuing his trade. Didn't want to give up the business. Didn't want to put it on pause. And so he kept on barbering. Well, by and by, this barber caught the virus. He is now fighting it. But what's worse, Kelly, is that they know through contact tracing that he has infected at least a dozen of his customers. Oh, my God. Wow. And the word, like a flashing beacon, karma. But you have to be careful. You have to have a sense of social responsibility. I think there is an unwritten social contract that says don't harm others in the same way that you would certainly hope they would not harm you. So some of us are going to think our way through this, remaining healthy, remaining either without the virus or asymptomatic, or there are various ways you can experience this COVID-19 pandemic. Suzanne has relatives where the extended family, going a couple of generations, all got the virus. Their symptoms match up perfectly to what was going on in Washington state. And here's the rub they're not even statistics because they couldn't get tested. They were not admitted to the hospital, therefore, they didn't get tested. But they went through hell. Suzanne heard all about it. And this is, we're talking about daughter, we're talking about grandchildren getting this virus, unmistakably, though not officially. And that, by the way, tells me that this pandemic is spreading a lot more pervasively don't think those statistics are accurately reflective of what's going on. Many more people have gotten this and probably died from it than we know.
2: That is so true. I know at least twenty people that have had it based on their symptoms but never got tested, so they're not part of the numbers either. And that's so I, I'm with you. The numbers have to be, I, I don't even know how what the, what they would actually be. If there was proper testing, or if we really knew, so yeah, this is this is something. I, I heard a story, kind of a, a a metaphor of people on a boat, and one one gentleman drilling a hole in his in the floor of his room, his cabin, and water leaking in, and and everyone on the boat yelling at him and saying, "What are you doing?" He said, "Hey, it's my room. I can do whatever I want in my room." And hello, what you do in your room? affects everybody. Because we're all on the same boat together. We're all we're all in this together. So what one person does, it's not just about their free will. It's about how it connects with all of us. And, and, you know, of course, everything I think of, it all comes back to dreams. From a dreaming perspective, everyone in the dream is an aspect of us. Everyone that we're seeing in the media is an aspect of us. There's a part of me that is that barber that would, would think, well, I can just do what I want and it's not going to affect anybody. And I feel like that's the part of me that my dreams are giving a slot on the hand to. Like Kelly, you can't just go hugging the people you want to hug. You can't just go doing this stuff. You've got to be mindful and think of the big, think of the bigger ripple effect. So I think it, it helps us to, to think in that unified way that we're all in this together. And... You I know, love, I hear. I love knowing that, that I'm with you guys. We're all we are yes. together, even though we haven't met before in person. I
1: yes, yes, we are all in this together, and and we see this as a tagline and a phrase which is used a lot on television, but you really have to uh, stop and think about that. It's not just a catchy little phrase. We are all in it together. And, you know, whether you are on the giving end or the receiving end of this virus, either way is a bad thing. So, you know, yeah. you want to, I can remember um, when my grandfather finally gave up his driver's license, you know, and my mom said, it's not uh, about you're getting injured. It's about how yeah. you would feel if you injured somebody else. Right, and, 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 right, and so you right. really have to look at it. From both ways. People injuring you, oh. you injuring somebody else. And you don't oh. want to do that. Well, I'm Telly, sorry
2: to hear about your family that, that is sick. Yeah. And I hope that they all come through this okay.
1: I as, my prayers as, go out to them. As far as I know, they're all okay. Thank
0: goodness. Yep. A couple of decks need to be mentioned again, Suzanne.
1: The Dream Goddess Empowerment deck <laughs> and the Hero's Journey. Kelly Sullivan Walden. Look her up online. Get her decks, her information, and in her books. She is wonderful about dreams, and dreams are going to help you right now. Thank you so much for time number twenty. Kelly. Always a pleasure, Kelly.
2: Oh, it's so wonderful being with you too. It's one of the silver linings of this whole time. Stay safe, stay sweet dreams, lots of love.
1: All right, and
0: to you as well. Coming up next, Jupiter rising. With Eileen Grimes, Doug Johnston, stay tuned to AM 1150, Seattle's home of Alternative Talk. Have a great and safe weekend, everyone. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.